If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Real quick before we start the show, I just wanted to mention our Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Every Tuesday, we upload the show a day early. So the show normally releases on Wednesdays, as you guys know. But if you're a Patreon, you can get the show on Tuesday. So yeah, head over there, check it out. We have a bunch of stuff. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's special guest, we have Mike Caputo, aka Aloha Big Mike. Hi, Mike. Aloha. Aloha. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> good. Good, 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 good. Thanks for, for coming on and chatting with us. But before we get started, do you mind giving our listeners a background on who you are and how you got started in photography? Sure. My name is Mike Caputo. I'm an Air Force veteran. After nice. the Air Force, wow. I was uh, on a ship, I believe with you, Chris. I believe That's we were right. shipmates back in That's the day. That's so I still, I forgot about that too. Just mentioned it again. I was going to tell the whole story. Like I was in Hawaii and I was on a cruise ship. Yeah. <laughs> so I was the safety officer on board the Pride of America. And were you on the Pride of America or Pride of Aloha? Yeah. Pride of America. America. Yeah. So while you were on there, I'm positive that I was on board as the safety officer. Because what yeah. year was it? I was on there. I took it from Germany all the way to Hawaii. So when the ship was built in Lloyd Wharf Bremerhaven, I sailed it from whole, you know all the way from Germany to Hawaii, and then I was on that ship for about five years before wow. I went to the Pride of Hawaii, then back to the America. So yeah, yeah, we I was shipmates. on that ship. I was on that ship from it was like December of '06 to April of '07. So like four months. Yep. What? That's crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So I was the safety officer on that ship and I, I, I was, was a fireman in the Air the Force. Yeah. You were a photographer, right? <laughs> and you only did one rotation. You were out of there. Yeah. yeah I had to go. That was t t the craziest job ever, but that's another story. <laughs> right. You know, the funny thing is, is I wasn't into photography at all back then. And I was a merchant mm. marine after the Air Force for about 10 years. And I never took one picture traveling all over the world, flying oh. all over the place, going into so many ports. I mean, maybe I had a disposable camera for some of it. Yeah. I, I can't find those. But I didn't get into photography um, maybe until like five years ago or so. I'm a fireman here on the big island. And I just... Started off with a digital camera. I had this Sigma DP2 Merrill. And it was actually a pretty cool camera. One of my buddies introduced me to it. And so I started with a little bit of digital. And then I, I saw some surf and surf film photography. Mm. And I thought, wow, this looks so cool. I want to try it. So I got one of the Nikonos cameras and started doing mm. water photography. And so that is what kind of brought me into film photography. And then the bug bit me and I've just... Really it's all it takes. It's all it, it takes. Since. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now I've got a dark room and pretty fantastic. A lot of fun. So Man. I want to hear about the dark room because that's a recent endeavor, right? Only a couple months ago. Yes, I'd say probably six months now. Um, yeah, I, I believe in March I, I started the crowdfunding for it. We had a pretty modest goal, and I did a Kickstarter. There was so much support; it was it was fantastic. So we were we got funded, and I got all the equipment from old military bases that were closing down, public oh, libraries wow. that cool. no longer used their gear. Uh, there's a, a Lyman Museum out here. It's called the Lyman Museum. They had a dark room downstairs. It's this uh, historical Hawaiian museum, but they wanted to get rid of all their equipment. So uh, I basically scavenged the entire island to look for dark room gear so I wouldn't have to have anything shipped over here. And I was able to set it up for under three grand. 
Wow. And now it's a community dark room that anybody can become a member and use. And uh, we were pretty slow. I mean, I did some workshops and that was sort mm-hmm. of successful, but I've just been promoted and transferred to the other side of the island. And I mm. have hardly any time to be at the darkroom anymore. So now members just get keys. So you pay a monthly membership. Oh, interesting. You get a key and you get to go use it whenever you like because I can't be there for hours anymore with right. my regular yeah. work. Do you have anybody there like man the shop? Mm, I, I suppose I could just... get an intern, but mm-hmm. no. We only have six members right now. Okay. So until it, unless it grows larger than that, then I'm fine with just handing out keys. Right, right. Just yeah. no guests, you know, only members yeah. and no breaking the rules. And, but everybody's super cool. They just come, hang out, print. And we have some people who've never shot film before that uh, that I taught them, you know, from A to B, how to shoot, develop, print. And maybe after the third or fourth time, they're in there on their own making prints. So, That's wow. so great. Yeah. It's really fun. So how does that work with chemical replenishing and stuff? Now, do they just let you know you're running low on something and then you kind of pull the trigger on ordering new stuff? Or do you just have like a monthly refill or something like that? I'll just go in and take a look at the chemistry, see where it's at. We use stock D76. And right now, I'm probably 50 rolls into that gallon. And I just increase the time. So I try to cut down on waste, right? And yeah, right. So I don't yeah. want people doing 1-1 one, one or 1-3, one, whatever. So it's all stock chemistry. And even the paper developer will reuse until that gets exhausted. So I have the stock bottles on the bottom shelf and then glass on the top shelf that is pre-mixed. So let's say the deck tall get mixed up for the prints and we'll reuse that over and over until it's exhausted. Mm-hmm. And the same with the rapid fixer. If... We use a rapid fix because it's pretty quick. You know, it's only 30 yeah. seconds to fix that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, so far it's worked very well. I, I order chemistry about once a month and we have a backup, but hell, I've been on the same jug of D76 mm-hmm. since June. That stuff is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Man, that is funny because I, I I do a lot of developing at home and stuff. And when I talk to people that, you know, they're they're into it, but they don't want to take it to that next step. I'm just like, man, but it's there's like, oh, it's so expensive to get into everything. And it's like, it's really not that bad. You buy a yeah. tank, you buy a couple bottles of chemistry or like you said, like a bag or two of D76. Like you can make that stuff stretch. You just kind of, you know, add some time, add some time to it. And like you do it long enough, you know, you know what I mean? You know, when it's starting to. Uh, I should check it. It's yeah. probably starting to fade. You can see, and your negatives are running thin. You know, like sure. it's yeah, it's it's not as scary. Everyone who's listening, if you're not developing at home or <laughs> something <laughs> like that, like it's really not that bad. Start with a D seventy six because that that takes all the intimidation out of it. And yeah. and you know, some people like to be very meticulous, and I applaud that. I, I'm just not <laughs> one sure. of those people. Me either. <laughs> I don't even take the temperature of the chemistry. I'll just develop it at whatever room temperature is. A lot of times I miss agitation. I'm off walking around drinking beer or watching TV <laughs> or developing a few rolls at once. It, something's going to pop out. You know, you'll get an image. And my goal is, well, the the print. And I could pretty much manipulate a negative to get yeah. a decent print no matter yeah. if it's thin. You know, I know what to do after that. But if you're just starting off, like you could set yourself up very inexpensively. A dark bag, that's all you need is a dark bag, some cheap jugs to hold the chemicals. I mean, I use water, water jugs. Mm -hmm. I just put no drink on them, label them no drink. (laughs) Easy as that. (laughs) You could probably set yourself up for under 50 bucks to develop film, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Man, it's, it's, I love, excuse me, I love when uh, guests come on that are just like, yeah, I don't, I don't measure temperatures or blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Cause like, I'm the same way. I mean, with like, when I start to get into like C41 stuff, like, yeah, I do make sure that it's at temp for developing, but I, you know, whatever the room temperature is, and I'm just so used to doing it that, you know, I know to take away two minutes or add 
five minutes or something like that. It's just kind of like, you know, everything Second else. Second nature. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like baking, you know, you, you mm-hmm. can, you know, a cup of sugar, what a cup of sugar looks like, like you know, pinch. like, you, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was so shocked the first time I, I saw images on, right? on the first strip I pulled out of I'm the shocked every time, if I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah, every time, like, ah, oh, it happened again. It's so happy, yes. <laughs> Score. Yeah, it is exciting. I always have to peek, you know, before I do yeah. the final wash. I always mm-hmm. take a little look just to make sure there's something there. <laughs> so do you think the dark room will, you ever feel like it'll be like maybe you'd be able to put more time into it, like have more as it grows, like more of the teaching? Is that something you, you think you'd have hopes for? Yes. I'd like to do more workshops, but mm-hmm. it will be after I transfer back to this side of the island. My commute is two hours and I really, oh, you know, I've got a family. I've got a jungle to beat back from where I live, I live deep in the Puna jungle on the big island. So <laughs> wow. it takes a lot of yard work to just keep the house in the open. And I really enjoyed doing the workshops. I, I did eight hour workshops. They were like a full day. We'd come get the people at about eight in the morning. I'd loan them a camera. We'd do a Mm -hmm. photo walk. Then we'd come back and develop the negatives, take a lunch break. And then in the afternoon, I would take them through the darkroom portion of it. We'd make a contact sheet and Mm. they could print up to maybe five or six negatives with depending on the time that we had left. So they'd go home with their developed negatives, contact sheets, and about five or six eight by 10 prints five in the afternoon. Yeah. And everybody loved it. Everybody who did it had a really good time. Is it, is that the one you did with Jonathan Canlis? I know he, I saw he was out there. Well, they were all experienced photographers. They were, they they all shot film before. Uh, I don't believe they all developed by themselves before, some of them, that was their first time, but we had a good time too. Yeah, that was a fun one with John. Yeah, that's and awesome. And then we did one more with Brandon Jennings from the Nikonos Project. He came out and we did oh, a no two-day kidding. water cool. photography workshop. Yeah, he flew out. He brought, I don't know, 15 different kinds of Nikonos cameras and we went <laughs> to a waterfall and swam below the waterfall. And then we went to wow. a local surf break and took some... Surf did some surf photography and then right back to the dark room each day. So we broke it up into two days. It was really fun. That sounds like a fun one. I wish I could fly out for that. Get some yeah. use out of my Nakanos. You have one? I do, yeah. I've shot it, I think this is gonna be embarrassing. Successfully <laughs> once for sure. <laughs> and then unsuccessfully like two two more times after that. What happened? How was it unsuccessful? Uh, the fil- it never it didn't catch the film didn't catch so I was like shooting and, and oh. nothing I opened it and was like oh the film's still mm. right here great <laughs> you were greedy Chris I you, <laughs> you know, wanted that extra frame huh <laughs> I did <laughs> I don't care I'll never do that again it, that's happened to me like a couple times like never again I don't care I'll burn three frames before I shoot a whole roll with nothing right. On it. <laughs> right but once you get used to that camera the the images that come out of that thing are incredible. It's the people do. The glass is really nice. I've mm-hmm. I've shot it on land a bunch too, just yeah. to see how the photos look, and it's fantastic. I mean, very sharp, it's nice and contrasty. The images have mm-hmm. a lot of pop to them, so even using it on land is a lot of fun. Man, so do you do you do a lot of like surf photography, water photography? When I surf, I usually sling an Iconos two around my shoulder if I'm longboarding. Uh, I don't yeah. really just swim out to do surf photography because I'd rather be surfing. If the waves are good, right. I'd right. paddle right. out and surf. <laughs> but if it's a small day and, I, and I'm out with the longboard, a lot of times I'll just I'll take an Iconos out. Last week or a couple of weeks ago, I was taking out a Holga, which was a lot of fun. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, I put the Holga in the Ziploc bag and had yeah. to take it out and try to <laughs> shoot it while sitting on the shoulder of the wave. It was a lot of fun. Some of the images came out okay. Yeah, that's, that's a, a fun one. That's the beauty of a Holga. Yeah, that is a fun camera. <laughs> you just put it in a plastic bag and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote Holga housing, <laughs> Holga 120N housing on it, and boom, you got waterproof <laughs> housing. <laughs> Man. I want to shoot 4x5 in the water. That's kind of my next. Oh, Ooh. that would be so cool. Do they make a housing for that or anything? No, I, I would have one made. I'd make it myself with like fiberglass yeah. or I'd just figure out a way because the housing would be five times as much as the camera. Yeah, Even right. From Camera Dactyl, I was talking about this with the Sunny 16 guys. He makes um, 
Have you seen his Camerodactyl, the OG? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that one would be perfect to take out there. And that would be. Now it's I've a perfect it size for that. Two different shows, so I. So have now to you got to do it. Got to do it, <laughs> <Yeah>. do it <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. When uh, when you're in Hawaii, I mean, I that's like uh, my girlfriend. She that's that's like where she wants to retire in life is Hawaii, and I'm I'm really not sad about that. So, like, what <laughs> what uh, what do you spend your time shooting down there or over there? Up there, where you're, I guess you're up and over from me. <laughs> yeah, I live in Hilo, so I live on the east side of the Big Island, and the I'll Big take Island. my cameras to work. I shoot a lot of stuff at work. Uh, the guys are pretty sick of it. Everybody on my shift, they're like, "God, Caputo, no more pictures already." <laughs> but they're like, all too used bad. To Actually, at the station I was at, the last station before I went to the west side, I did portraits of all the firefighters and oh, also awesome. just out and about, you know, candids with everyone. And then I made 11 by 14 darkroom prints and that's all that's in the station. Decorated the whole oh, station with great. those. Oh, no and anytime a visitor comes in, everybody really likes that and appreciates it. So it looks pretty cool. It was funny. I uh, My dad's a volunteer fireman in my hometown. And before I moved out here, I shot everybody headshots like so for their wall. And now that you say that, I'm like, man, I wish I shot that all on film. It could have been really cool. <laughs> right. It's, it's just fun. standard You're going headshots. back. You're going back. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was a project. But oh, that may be a life goal to reshoot that whole thing. Where was that at? Uh, in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Did you get to go on any emergencies with the old man or what? No, but I've been on fire trucks before. Yeah. <laughs> I take my kids to the station, and they love coming mm-hmm. out. And we used around. to, yeah. We spent much, a lot of my childhood at the station. Yeah, it's Man, good memories, so right? Fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I shoot work and surf. There's a lot of pretty landscape out here. So it's, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I've shot in every square inch of sure. the island already, but I haven't. There's, there's so much more to do, and it's just different ways I want to shoot it, too, with different formats and trying to hit a specific type of photograph that I was looking for. Like I I have a lot of ideas of projects I want to do. Um, I was shooting the lava a lot while I was working. Oh yeah. That eruption that we had about a year ago, it was, it was really hard for, you know, in the local area took out about 700 homes and no kidding. I was working, Every weekend for, I don't know, a few months. And when I'd go out there, you know, I'd ha- I always have a camera in my pocket, too. I had to bring one with me. Just it was really impressive to see something like that up close. Yeah. And of course, yeah, I was bad. shooting it in black and white. <laughs> but I, I took some color photographs. I, I, I love slide film. So that's all I shoot for color film. I just oh, really cool. like slide film. Yeah. What kind? Are you like a, a Fuji guy or a, the, the now Kodak kind of guy? I always was a fan of Velvia. I really oh, okay. like Velvia cool, cool. 50, Velvia 100, and I have a roll of Ektachrome that I still have to send off to the darkroom lab. I shot one roll so far, and I haven't seen what it looks like yet, but I'm excited to check it out. I, You know, when you have a, a actual darkroom, you just yeah. uh, and the ability to develop your own film and i'm sure i could get into developing color but i'm really focused on just black and white and when i shoot color i just like to send it off and have somebody right. else yeah. do it and get it back yeah. but for colors i just oh velvia is dreamy i love it it's like it has this nice 3d pop to it mm-hmm. it does it does man i need to shoot more slide film that's that's one thing that i'm lacking and i have i remember hearing not too long ago that e6 chemicals were being like stopped produced i could have dreamt that and then what? i immediately like <laughs> i i like i'm saying i that might not even be real but i thought i heard it somewhere <laughs> yeah. and i immediately bought like three kits to to develop wow. slide film and and they're still just sitting on my little like kit shelf over there and it's like should i should i do it or should i wait till i have like 15 or 20 rolls or something right. and then you know because i have a ton I have about five rolls of the ectochrome that I shot. I cross-processed one just to see like what it would, because I've never done that, so I wanted to cross-process it. And because C forty one chemicals are super easy to get your hands on, unless they're sold out somewhere. But other than that, right? It's, yeah. I just shot my first roll ecto ectochrome. I was telling you, Timothy, before we got yeah, on. Yeah, you said it's really nice. Looks good. Yeah, it's it's uh some of them were like a little underexposed, which is my bad, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. I, I really liked it at first because it's so different than my usual portrait. I was like, oh, what is this? 
But then I was like, wait, no, this is really cool. <laughs> yeah. I've seen how it looks. It looks it looks fantastic. I think it yeah, looks really it does. neat. Yeah, it, it, it really is. So did you get did you develop it at the Darkroom Lab? I did. Did you get the slides back mounted? So not yet. Uh-huh. Not yet. Do you have a projector? I don't. Oh. Well you But could I'm excited find to look a- at them on like um, you know, my little makeshift iPad light table when when they get here. Oh, cool. Yeah. I made yeah. a light table too for myself. It's you know, I just bang something together with fluorescent bulbs at home depot. Yeah, that's how that's how mine is. Mine's like a homemade light table. Nice. You guys like stepped it up. I'm like, I'm excuse my iPad. Well, that's all I shoot for color. Yeah. So I have Oh yeah, sure you uh, need it. Thousands of slides. I I've spent so much money on slide film over the last, I don't know, five years, but it's pretty much. I've shot some C forty one, but mostly it's all slides. I just it's because it's almost like a little mini print. You get a print yeah, in your hand, it positive. Mm-hmm. You hold it up to the light, and it actually it's easy to scan if you scan it yourself. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It is easy to C41 scan. C forty one is a son of a bitch to scan. Yeah, I've yeah, tried it, and I can never get it to look even remotely close to like Walgreens or something else, you know, any other lab. I'll mm-hmm. take the same negative. I'll have the lab scan it just to see if I could get it close. And hmm. it doesn't look anything like it. <laughs> yeah, Maybe it's my Lightroom skills, but <laughs> I don't know. I can't get anywhere near it. Yeah. Color's tricky. Man, I always have issues with Ektar, like Kodak Ektar, because the, the film base is like orange. So it always... I don't know what the deal is with that. It always makes it look super like blue. I guess is mm. blue the opposite of orange for some is that does that make sense? I don't know if that <laughs> makes sense. But it always seems so blue when I when I scan Ektar in. How I often do you use Ektar? I, I'm a predominant black and white shooter. Yeah. I, you too, I, huh? I've been shooting a lot of color lately just because why not try something different during the summer, you know, when there's some like mm-hmm. vibrant colors and all that stuff and just try to shoot a bunch of color film. So that's what I did this summer is I I kind of tried to step out of my comfort zone, but I'm right back at shooting black and white again. Like the whole my parents were in town um, this past weekend for a wedding and stuff. So I just shot all black and white because I didn't want to think about it. Like when you're shooting color, see, that's my issue. It's like, oh, there's that red mailbox or door in the background that's going to take all the attention of the image (laughs) that I'm shooting right here to the corner. So that's why I like to shoot black and white because it's like. I can I see in black and white. It's like yeah, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> and do you print a lot of your black and white? I used to, but we moved to a smaller apartment, so there's only one bathroom. When I had our last apartment, we had like a his and hers bathroom, mm-hmm. and my bathroom was just a set up dark room. I had two enlargers <laughs> and trays the dark and. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. (laughs) It was great, though. Like, all you need is just a dark room and you can, you know, print inside of it. But I haven't done it yet because I don't. It's such a hassle to go in and out with everything. So I just haven't pulled it out yet. Mm. I'm looking for a little. Like I, I mentioned it a couple times on the show. I have a um, a coworker that has the perfect basement spot. They have a room that was kind of designed for a washroom. It has no windows, no light coming in. Like it's the best room ever. But we just haven't worked anything out yet where I can bring my enlargers and darkroom stuff over. And plus, I don't think I'll ever be home again if that's the case. Like, because yeah. I know uh, how yeah. much I love seeing that yeah. print come to life in the developer when you put it in the developer and you're you know shaking the tray and there it comes it's just like there's Magic nothing best. in the world like it yeah, yeah. there's it's nothing the finished like products. it it's the finished you know the it finished is process once you have the final print in hand then and you've done it all yourself it's extremely rewarding to yes go yeah. from absolutely developing the negatives to having the final print on the wall um, and i keep all my old boxes whatever size paper they are and i just film with prints Prints yeah. of my kids, That's, prints of everything. And then the ones yeah. I really like, you know, I'll frame them and hang them on the wall. But I have hundreds of prints. It's I just, I'm addicted to it. Yeah, I'm trying to, I've been teasing the idea of doing something darkroom related. That's all I'll say for now. But I'm just excited to get back into making prints like that just for the heck of it. You know, my old lady hated it, man. When uh, I'd set up the dark toilet, she couldn't oh, yeah. stand it. 
Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why I haven't stick, done like, it. Fixer, and uh-huh. when are you moving out of the bathroom? The kids would have to come and use our bathroom <laughs> and make a mess in there. And so mm-hmm. I was only doing it maybe once every other month or so. And like you said, yeah. it's a pain in the ass to it's break a pain it all in the ass and put it all back and forth. The first time it's exciting, but like by the twentieth time you're doing that. You wish you could just find a spot where you could leave everything set up. Yeah, it was it was a real pain in the butt. Like I set it up once in here and I had to I even went and built like little uh, like a dark curtain to hang over the big window because this bathroom's so small that we have in this apartment that it's just such a bummer. So it I was going to build a little cart that I could wheel in and out. But I don't know. I'm just going to wait. We're not going to stay here forever. We're looking to try to maybe get a house or something soon. So hopefully that happens. Don't get too far behind with your negatives. Oh, I'm so behind. I'm like (laughs) 3.5 years behind with all my negatives. Yeah, it's tragic. It is tragic. You know what's cool, though, is I've been doing that recently, going through my my files and pulling out old negatives and printing stuff from like 2017 and 2016 and just revisiting old negs. And it's really fun to do that and try printing them again and comparing the print now compared to Mm -hmm. how I interpreted it back then. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times now, since I'm using fiber paper pretty much these days, I really don't print on RC anymore. The prints look so much different just on that basis alone but then the way i decide to tweak them now you know do a little dodging and burning here whatever yeah 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 it's really interesting to see the progression over the years how you know you might interpret a particular negative it's fun even seeing i always talk about this too like even seeing work that you kind of overlooked in the past Mm -hmm. you're like that just didn't work you know and then you look at it with fresh eyes like two three years later you're just like holy cow how did i not see what this image was about two years ago when I took it. That's such a great feeling too. I, I, I always, you know, get surprised when I fall in love with work. I hated at one time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, after it sits and marinates, you have all that time and you go back with fresh eyes and a different perspective, you know, things Mm -hmm. could have changed for you and you look back and you say, Oh wow, I actually like this now after all, or you notice something different about it. That's why I don't develop my color film for months. I'll let them sit in a drawer for like six months before I ever send them in. And I'm always surprised by what's on there half the time. Oh, mm-hmm. look at this. Oh, that was so fun. Yeah, look, I yeah. forgot that oh, even yeah. happened or that I even took that yeah. picture. It's kind of neat doing it. But with black and white, having a dark room, I'm like, ooh, I just shot two rolls. I want to go develop them right now. So. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> it's kind of a nice perk. And then I have prints the same evening, too. I dry that stuff up, and I walk out with a contact sheet and prints the same day. You know, so. that's uh. when I started photography, I had a like little makeshift, I mean, I've told the story on the show a bunch, but a little makeshift darkroom under my parents' stairs in the basement. Mm-hmm. And I would literally go shoot, come home, develop. I would blow dry the negatives dry because I didn't want to wait for them to dry. <laughs> like on the yep. cool setting, don't melt your negatives, guys, if you try this life hack. Um, and then I'll go right downstairs in the dark room and I would make the prints. Just boom, boom, boom. It's so nice being able to do that, having it so fast, the turnaround like that. Yeah. And and you didn't even worry about Instagram, did you? Nope. And there was no Instagram to even show it off. I just would go upstairs with my little tray like, look, I printed this. Uh (laughs) Parents be like, wow, looks great. I've been making postcard prints and sending them out to people. Yes. It's really nice to have tangible stuff. So I sent them to all my friends. And then I did like a fundraiser for the dark room that was really successful. Mm -hmm. That helped uh, help me pay the rent for a couple months. But I've been printing on 5x7, Ilford Classic Matte, and I just draw the line on the back and send out the postcards. Yeah. Hey, everybody loves getting something like that. And people yeah. are sending me postcards back and prints. Print exchanges are great. Yeah. It's a they really are. nice they way are. To, to communicate and, I don't know, you know, grow the community. And you feel a little bit closer to that person once you mm-hmm. actually have a print of theirs in your hand. You know, so true. Just texting back and forth, you actually have something. It's it's really cool. I like it. I think Ilford they had the postcard sizes right, like with the lines already on them. Oh they yeah, I remember, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because I remember I, I never got to use that, but it was like I I remember buying the pack and never getting around to that. But so if you use that, you get to use the postcard stamp, but it's a little small. 
if, is if it? you send a five by seven, it just seems a little bit nicer if you send a five by seven. I mean, right, those, right. those ones are really cool, but I really only shoot medium format nowadays. And so at least with the five by seven, I put a square on there and the square doesn't yeah. look so tiny. If you try that with the uh, little postcard papers, that square gets small really quick. Oh, sure. And so I'll make them like a Polaroid too. You know, I put the square up top and write a little stuff on the bottom. <laughs> cool. That's, that's yeah. cool. Gives that you a little room cool. to write on there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I never thought to do that. That's fun. You should try it. I think I might. Right yeah, on. I did a I did a full series with those the Ilford four by six postcards. It was called the postcard series and I did a little zine and had somebody write they wrote kind of like letters on the back of them, but it was kind of like a story like for each photo. I gave them I think it was like eight or ten photos and had them write like a story to the photo like they were writing it to like a parent or a friend or something and made a zine out of it and we did kind of like a collaboration show and it was it was really cool and I wish I would have because I made a whole bunch of them I went and bought like four packs of the four by six paper and oh wow yeah was was in the dark room like or the dark bathroom the dark toilet (laughs) for for like (laughs) yeah two weeks just like you know mixing it up and having fun and like that was the last thing i did before i we moved out of that apartment so when was that, that? Like when was project. that great yeah. project that was like three like almost four years ago so wow yeah i didn't know you had a show and everything that's yeah that's awesome. it was well it, you know i always say about the art crawl here we do an yeah. art crawl every first friday and that was like kind of a small sect of i had you know, my stuff filled up on the wall. And then at the table, I was doing the postcard series. And, you know, I gave it all away for free. I wasn't selling it. I was right. just like, if you want it, because they were all pictures of Franklin, you know, it was yeah. or Nashville and Franklin kind of just like from a tourist perspective of like, what would you take a picture of to send home to your family to show that you were here? So it was a cool little project. Yeah, that's sounds rad. interesting for sure. Do you two yeah. do a lot of zines? Do you both do zines? Yes. I used to more so. Yeah. I haven't in a while. Like, I really need to get back into the zine world. I've been working more on, like, a book project, but zines are so much fun to put together. I don't know why yeah. I'm not doing it, like, every other week. I should be doing, like, a Xerox zine. Yeah, I've done one, and I'm uh, I'm overdue. I just, I me, like, I like to have, like, a like a theme or a project or something, yeah. and nothing has strike, hit me yet for... Zine number two. Who did you use to make it, or did you do it yourself? Um, I used Blurb, and I think that's what you used. Yeah, I, I, I did think, Blurb. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried the trade book, and it just seemed too flimsy. So I, I just recently did the magazine, the premium magazines, and mm-hmm. they came out oh. really nice. Like the print quality, I was surprised. So I have a few up there right now, and I, I made like three of them just to test and see how they yeah. print. Yeah, yeah. And I was really stoked on how they came out. Pretty cool. The black and whites, they look very good, deep, rich blacks. And the the color, the color one came out super nice, too. I was very pleased yeah, with it. Did they you do get a the good magazine job. as well? Or the trade Yeah, book? I did. I got the magazine. Yeah. I've done the trade. Yeah. I I did the trade book. I kind of like that like lo-fi look of it. So that kind of works for my my style. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. It's all uh, subjective, right? Yeah, it is. It is. I like like that size. The one you the your recent one, Timothy. That's like I think might be in my next size, a smaller one. The cool thing about that trade book is it's pretty affordable. You can yeah. make a fairly decent size one, and it doesn't come out to being very much, so it's nice. Like the magazine got expensive kind of quick, so right. But I just wanted to see what was out there and have some fun because there's I don't really do much with my color stuff, I, you know, yeah. black and white. I print tons of it, so I was trying to figure out something to do with color. All these color images I have, and yeah, zines. 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 Uh, yeah, I'm I'm such an advocate. I think I said it was like the last or the episode before. I'm like the superhero advocate for for printing your work. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so important because, like you just said a couple minutes ago, it's like the final step to everything. You know, like what is the point if we're not making like a final image or something? You know what I mean? Like a, something you can hold and right. and by doing these two, you get ideas to do more 
types of photography or different mm-hmm. types of zines. Like I'm gonna do one with all the guys at the fire department. Oh yeah, oh, I love that. Give love it that. to them love for that. a Christmas present or whatever. Give everybody mm-hmm. one, and then all the photos with friends. You know, just make them for friends. I had I had a good time, and it's it's a nice creative process. You know, you just sit there and the computer, and you get to mm-hmm. design it all and. I like yeah, they to make have it pretty, pretty easy too. Drinks and rock and roll when I do. There it. you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get in the times. zone. Man, I love hearing that about the fire. I, I would love to. You have to let us know when you put the fire, the fire, uh, the fire company one together. I would love to catch one of those. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Sure. I just got all the guys at work the other day with the uh, dad jokes. So I was, <laughs> I was holding up the phone and ambushing them all and it was like three minutes long but I got I got them so many times and they were so sick of it they were so over it because I was recording <laughs> each one right and then I strung them all together and I just threw them on my Facebook pages yeah look at this or whatever and the yeah, things yeah. like got like 100,000 views already Ooh, it's my most wow. thing ever gonna go viral <laughs> <laughs> dad jokes right <laughs> i should have put something in there about photography i was like why are why are my dad jokes going out there instead right? of photography of stuff? course <laughs> <laughs> it's a good laugh though but man uh, love it gotta have fun at the fire department oh yeah oh i was just gonna ask what's your uh go-to black and white i always shoot triax mm, it's pretty stuff. versatile I like to push it a lot to 3,200. Mm-hmm. So I'll either shoot it at box speed or mostly, you know, if I'm pushing it. Like I just shot my daughter at one of her plays that she had. So I pushed it to 3,200. And I really like how it pushes. Mm-hmm. And it prints nice too. I mean, if you're shooting medium format, then the grain <laughs> isn't too noticeable. But when you push yeah. the <laughs> 35, it gets super grainy and contrasty. But with 120, it's it's still really cool. Yeah, so I, I just shoot tracks for black and white and pretty much Velvia for color. And then if anybody gives me film, of course, I shoot that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm such a sucker for black and white, like no matter what. <laughs> I just mm. love it. It's especially because, you know, like I, I can print later later down the road when we do have a yeah. place or I have a place that I can set up and print and do all that fun stuff. Absolutely. It's that it's. The black and white, you do the full process. I mean, well, there's, I guess there's people who do it with color, too, and set up color printers. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah. There are. Not, is that still really popular? I mean, is that coming back, too, people making color prints? I mean, I don't know if it's, like, super popular, but I know I've had, you know, like, my friend Mike, he's getting into making color prints and, you know, kept hounding me for my color head enlarger. I have, like, a really <laughs> nice Omega color head, and he's just like, I'll drive over and get it right now. <laughs> I'm like, all right, like, all right. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though I have a dark room, I really don't know much about photography. I just, you know, I've never went to school for it. Everything mm. I learned by it was, like, reading directions on the packages or watching things on the internet, YouTube, Mm -hmm. learning how to do stuff. So I have no formal training. It's all just self-taught. But there is a guy on Oahu, and he set up a dark room. It's called the Dark Room Underground. Ooh, cool name. Yeah, it's really cool. It's like in this little loft space. He's just opening up, and he's got a couple color and larger heads. He really likes to do color printing. And he's the only guy I know who does it, but it's interesting, an interesting process. I just love black and white so much, I don't know if I could ever switch <laughs> over to color. I just don't. Yeah. You should team up with him and do a, a joint workshop. We should. He was asking yeah, me cool. uh, how, you know, about some tips on how I was running it, how I was trying to generate revenue. So I hope he's successful. We need more. We need tons yeah. of community darkrooms all over the place. I agree. Yeah. This day and age. It's coming back. Gotta get all the all the kiddos back in the dark room. Yep, I teach mine. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. You know, in high school, we all took the high school dark room class, which I'm sure is not a thing in high schools anymore. So we got to keep it back alive. Yeah, I failed mine. I had it. <laughs> I, I think I failed mine pass. as well. How do you not pass high school photography? How stoned do you have to be? You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't, maybe I didn't fail, but I think I had it for a semester or something or one year and it didn't, I had no interest in it back then. You know, I yeah. took it just because, well, it's easy, supposed to be, right? You take, yeah. you take something that you're not interested in. Anyway, that's, a, I did not go approach school the correct way when I was young. That's probably Man, why you I went the, into the yeah. military right after. 
<laughs> but I, thinking back on my darkroom class, that wasn't the the class that got me hooked. That wasn't it. You know, I did yeah. it because it was required. But it wasn't until in college where I was like, the darkroom. Let me yeah. build my own. You know. So you took photography courses in high or college then as well. Yeah. So there was the one darkroom class. It was like three hours long. It was on a Monday night. So you basically would shoot and they would give you projects to shoot and then you would develop it, let it dry, go in the dark room and print. And it was one semester. Once you passed, that was it. You couldn't take it again. Oh. And I was like, but can I please take it again? And they were like, no, <laughs> you already got the credit. Did they let you use the dark room though? If you were going to the school, even if you weren't enrolled in the course anymore, like could the students use it? I'm not sure. Probably not, because you probably had, they probably want to teach you how to use it. You know, make sure you knew what you were doing. Yeah, mm. they had it. Yeah, because they have dark rooms out here, but you can't use them unless you're enrolled in right. school, and that's unfortunate. So that was the main reason why I wanted to set something up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's like a resource thing, though. You know, because school budgets are so yeah. jacked these days. Like even college, I'm sure it's such a hassle for them to, you know, keep chemicals and papers. And I mean, the majority of people that aren't in the photography world, like, think that it's completely extinct. You know, like mm-hmm. anytime I see a person and they're like, "Oh, you're shooting film? Wow, that isn't what like." How do you still make that? Find it anymore? Yeah, yeah. They still make that stuff every time. Every time, (laughs) especially I I use a Minolta Autocord mostly, right? Mm. So walk it. What is that thing? Oh, they still make film for those things every single time, all the time. Yep. Uh, And I was like, "How long you got?" Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you. Let me tell you all. Kodak, and I I started going into the whole spiel. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah. Like Man. they're bringing film back. It's that's how how popular it is. And I tell that you know I sometimes I go into it and people are like, mm, I don't think that I don't think they like don't believe me. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I've listened to you know I've listened to a bunch of your podcasts in the past. And how you doing on your on your gas? Both of you, are you doing okay? Oh, never, <laughs> never. Is it under control? Never under control. <laughs> I haven't bought anything in like a month, so I think I'm doing okay. <laughs> I was uh, I was on Craigslist today actually, and I was like looking at c- contacts, uh, point shoot, the T two. Oh yeah, and they're go- they're going like they're more reasonable in price now. Like I saw one for like seven fifty. Wow, that's like, reasonable. Still. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But like it was, those were like up to like nine hundred dollars. Yeah, they were going for a grand. Yeah. yeah. So to see it go back down, I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait. And add it to my collection hopefully soon yeah you could, but yeah i used to have the uh one i really liked was the fuji ga645 that's a great a, camera yeah it's just basically a point and shoot point and shoot yep mm-hmm. a point and shoot so if you want a point and shoot camera i think i sold it you know i had this policy where if I want another camera, I gotta sell a camera. I gotta can't. get rid of yeah. some. I just yeah. can't. Yeah. So I I just started getting rid of a lot of stuff and buying other things like paper and film. How many cameras do I need? Right? I I had I don't so have the answer many. for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I yeah. I'm in the same boat though, because uh, I still go on eBay all the time mm-hmm. and I'm just looking, oh, I want this Hasselblad five hundred C. I have to have that. That's a camera I have to have, right? Have and like to. a Leica M6, I have to have that one too. Yeah. yeah. And I'm looking at these things, and I'm thinking, don't do it, don't do it, Mike. Just <laughs> yeah. Think how much film and paper you can buy. You already have a six by six camera. What do you need another one <laughs> yeah, for? Yeah. <laughs> a thousand dollars worth of film right there. Yeah. Well, that's a good way to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, I was just having that conversation with my stepdad because he's like my mom and my and my stepdad are both into like shooting. You know, they like to shoot film. And my mom is just kind of like into it because I think we're into it. But it's uh, it's a lot of fun to have like your family come visit and go shoot a bunch of film. And like yeah. while we were, you know, out shooting, we it's like I feel like both recently we, we came up with the realization that a camera is basically just a light tight box that you you know you make an image with like they're all the same you can have a sears camera and a nikon camera from the same time and they both do the exact same thing i mean yeah exactly 
you get a good lens. Like, yeah, I do get it. Like, there's some lenses that are, like, tack sharp. And, you know, you get, like, a Pentax 6.7 with the 105. And, you know, it has a look to it. Like, I get that if you want something like that. But, you know, in the long run, they they all do the same thing. Like, they just all do do the same thing. Yep. And you know what I've noticed as well, too, is that the final product, the darkroom print, is not much different. Like, if you're shooting a 6x6 camera with decent glass... By the time you get into the dark room with that negative, you're not gonna be able to tell what camera that is. You can yeah. tell anybody oh, yeah. it's anything, and nobody yeah. will ever know, right? Nobody's gonna know what you shot. No, uh, some some six by six or some six by seven camera, yeah, but you won't be able to tell. So it's all ease of use, what you like to use. And mm-hmm. for me, you know, when I first started getting into film photography, I was going crazy with buying cameras. And now I like it just much more streamlined. Like I listened to your show last week with Ben. He's got one, right? Yeah, living the dream. No, I don't know if I would want to do that. Props out to him. (laughs) Yeah. I have a, you know, my grandfather's speed graphic that I take out every now and then. I couldn't imagine taking out an 8x10. That's, you know, everywhere you go to shoot. That's impressive. I just don't know how to have that that like leash on my <laughs> excitement for this stuff because right. I always want something new and I mean I don't know. I I feel like I've been doing really well lately. Like I said, I've only bought one camera recently and it was a steal if I was a dummy not to take it because the flip around turnaround rate of selling it again is. But I think I'm done obsessing over like I could not go to a Goodwill or a thrift store Mm -hmm. without buying every broken piece (laughs) of crap that they had to offer. Like I would have bought it all. Like every time I, I had to save each camera and it's like, camera I have, rescue. yeah, I have bags of cameras in my closet that I will never shoot, you know, like really too. gay. Yeah. Like yeah. really great cameras that are, you know, perfect for somebody, but I, I don't know why I had to keep buying. That. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. But I, I think I've chilled on that. I think I finally calmed myself down on that. Right on. I'm right there with you. Or at least I'm talking like I am. We'll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Things change all the time. They do. I mean, I'm sure next week I'll find something again that I'm like, oh, I got to have this for that. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny how is it how it changes, too. It's like my white whale it camera is. something different every mm-hmm. couple of days. Mm-hmm. Your desert island camera. Desert, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, I think you need to. Well, before we go into the break, I think Chris, I don't think you need to get a Contax T2. You have mm. like the Yashica five and all, or four or whatever the hell it is. I both, yeah. You have like <laughs> a you got both of those. Yeah, I have the T the T four and T five. Why would you T5. buy a T two before then? Because yeah. because it's 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 a heavier camera. It's a it's like a more. <laughs> it's like a you know, it's not plastic. It was like a nice uh-huh. camera. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's like so. What's it's the luxury? Make you- Take out one over the other when you go out. Are you like the T4? Is it the T4 today or the T5? Or will you I know, do the T2? I, it's just how I'm feeling that day. However, the. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. I've got a million point and shoots too. So I'm going to yeah. say like, I, I really time. love, I, I really, I mean, I collect them at this point. I feel like it's safe yeah, for me to yeah. say. It's hard not to, right? They're such, such beautiful little things. Yeah. They're like so beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love them so much. I've had them all, and yeah. I've sold all of them, too, and I've regretted selling every one of them. I wish I would have kept them. Which one do you regret the most? Uh, probably my Yashica T4. Yeah. That was a great camera. It just, the pictures were really nice with that camera. And mm-hmm. my Olympus Muji Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I sold that one as well. Both good cameras. I sold my Contax T2. I sold my Nikon Ti. I sold them all. Oof, you got some good ones. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bought them and sold them. And then I'd buy different formats, right? So I'd sell a little point and shoot and buy a Pentax 67. So yeah. So that arguably takes better photographs than... The, Somebody uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the Craigslist, when I, I saw, they were like, open, I'm getting into medium format, so I'm open to trading like a Mia or a Pentax medium format. And I, for a split second, I was like, hmm... So I was like, no, 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 don't no, do no. it. <laughs> don't. That'd be insane. Yeah, I like having lots of friends who have lots of cameras too. It's nice because then you get to borrow them and take uh-huh. them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shout out it's to Chris Visser. He's letting me borrow something right now. <laughs> it's cool doing photo walks or just trading yeah. cameras when you're out and shooting a roll of film in a different camera. It's a lot of fun too. 
So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just blathering, blathering on and on. (laughs) I want them all still. I want to buy them all again. (laughs) I want my shelves covered. Yes. (laughs) I want to be the Scrooge McDuck of cameras. That's Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I want to swim in them right now. I just (laughs) want to be like. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or just like take a picture with all of them just like in your arms around your neck like, these are my babies. Uh Uh-huh. I had some coworkers come over. They were helping me move furniture. I think I said this like last week or whatever. And they, were, I was like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "You guys need to see the office. Like, come in here." And I'm like, "This is my one cabinet that has 40 cameras on it. This is where yeah. I keep the good ones in here. Yeah. These are all my instant cameras. This is all my developing chemicals. This is my big printer. You know, like they're just like, you're crazy. <laughs> like uh-huh. you are. <laughs> I've heard how it takes you a long time to get out." your door just figuring oh it's out embarrassing which it is embarrassing you would think that like i'm like picking out an outfit or something or like i was <laughs> yeah. you know like oh hold on i need to finish like fix my hair before we leave no it's like i need to take the pentax six seven and then i need a point and shoot in case we're in a dark environment where mm-hmm. i need the flash and then i need to take my rangefinder because i'm quick with the rangefinder like it's like boom 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 but i got i got a i got the new polaroid originals black frames black and white so i need to have one of those with me it's like ah yeah. How big is your yeah. backpack? Do you have a big backpack? I just use a Herschel backpack with like yeah. a camera insert in it. I always like right now I have the Polaroid. I have the Polaroid uh, Mint version SX70, the 670. Mm. It's got the time machine on it. So you can do like long exposures yeah. and stuff. And then I have my Mamiya RB67 Polaroid back because so I was taking a couple Polaroids of my mom and stepdad. I have the the contacts TVS, which I know it's the poor man's T2. That lens and, is great on that. Right? Oh, it's perfect. I yeah. love that thing. I love that thing. So you so, yeah. you pack up that many cameras just like to go out to just get to walk to, to work, really? just to walk to work. Oh. Man, you got, I think you do need to go to a group meeting I, or something. I right? know. Right? They have programs for this, and I need to join one. <laughs> I'm usually good. I'll just take one, but it'll take me that time to decide. Which Here's one? Yeah. You know. That's kind of the nice thing about switching over to one format. So yeah. just shooting yeah. medium format mostly. I just have the one camera, one medium format camera now. I always know what I'm going to be taking out with me. And I, I mean, I still do have some 35s. I have the Nikonos, which I use pretty often, and then my motorcycle camera. I take uh, my Olympus XA on the bike when I go cruising oh, around. Cool. Oh, nice. cool. That's a good one for the bike, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, that's a tiny, tiny little guy to mm-hmm. whip out and get the shot. And yeah. it's got a great lens. I mean, the images that come out of that thing are so good. That's the one point and shoot I wouldn't sell. Because yeah. I know, too, if it breaks, it's only going to be like 100 bucks to replace right. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is good fun. Thanks for having me on, yeah. guys. Yeah. yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> nice talking to you. And catching up with an old shipmate, too. Right. How about that? <laughs> Do you still have yeah, any I'm, pictures from that you time know, you were You know, I was just thinking. I, I was thinking about that before we got on, that all those are on a hard drive that I can't get. I have to, because it's a... That was 2006, so that hard drive is like a FireWire 400. Oh, jeez. And I don't have anything to like connect it to my computer. That's why we shoot film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know right I have some the- Polaroids around here somewhere, like like a, like the real deal Polaroids yeah, from back cool. then. But yeah, Love I'm gonna that. have to figure out how to get into that hard drive. Imagine if there was a shot of you, Mike. That would, uh, that then would I would be I would just do- drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you came on board. Uh, we probably spoke because I every crew member that comes on that ship, yeah. I do the safety orientation. I did the safety orientation and your where, where you'd go for your emergency. Did you do the training? Because we had to leave the ship for like a couple days to do that off, like the training in the classroom. No, no, I was always okay. on board. Okay, yeah. okay. That was your initial training. Yep. So funny, you know. It's a wow. small world after all. It, it really is, a small is. World. and you don't know whose paths you've crossed before. You know, just yep. I saw you doing a live Instagram. When yeah. You were just talking, and then you just brought it up. It was like, holy cow. Yeah. We're, uh, we're I remember co-workers. that. Yeah. We're shipmates. So <laughs> funny stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. still out here though. I haven't left. Came out here in like 2003, and I love it. Hawaii is a really yeah. nice place to be. I uh, was bummed because I didn't really get to see much of it because we were just on the sh- on the ship. And the dive as a photographer, it was every day. It was 7 a.m. We had a little break in between. Then we set up at 3 to shoot. And then depending on what day it was, we had formal night 